It's time to step into the more that God has for you. This is Eunice Lai, and I would like to welcome you to today's episode of Beyond the Building with Laura Pereno and Debbie Kiever of the Beyond Women's Conference. Well, it has been an amazing month here at Beyond the Building. We have had so much fun, uh, Debbie and I, sharing and having conversations with mother and daughter duos as we have been going through this series that we've called A Month of Moms. And so today, when I think of our guests, uh, we have the amazing Barbara Lawson and her equally amazing daughter, Jerry Lynn Hall, with us. And when I think of you guys, when I have had conversations with you, the concept of the goodness of God uh, running after you all the days of your life, just honestly, is what I reflect on. And I think that's what we're going to see as we have this conversation with you guys and you share some of your story and some of your encouragement to uh, young moms, older moms, women who are spiritual moms, spiritual mentors. We're just so excited that you're here today and really excited to um, have this conversation with you guys. And Barb and Jer, I know you're not strangers to Laura. You guys um, spend a lot of church time when Laura comes home and visits, but I know that I've learned you guys a long time. I think Barb, I think I met you when I was 22 and just married. So man, that I'm, I'm 56. That's a lot of years ago. <laughs> and Jerry Lynn, you were pretty young, you, you and a, and your family, your twin, and just attending this first, um, first assembly of God. And Barb, I just want to say to you, thank you for being my friend early on. I moved into Delaware and didn't know anybody. And I just really appreciated you. Uh, you, you guys just modeled family and marriage. Well, you know, early and you're one of the people I watched. And I got to tell you, I don't know if a lot of people know this, but when I first started going to uh, Baylor Women's Prison, uh, I was invited there to just come kind of be a fly on the wall and then share a little bit. I sat mesmerized by your preaching at mm. the jail. Barb, you just bring the house down. So I, you know, I just kind of, you're not supposed to idolize somebody, but in the jail, I mean, I got to be honest, uh, I kind of looked at you and went, gosh, I just want to be like her one day. Hmm. So you really, really made an impression on me. So at this moment, I'm just going to let you guys introduce yourself. Gerilyn, let's start with you. Tell us a little bit about what's going on in your world. And then Barb, you can pick up right after Jerry. Sure. Hi, everybody. Um, I'm Jerry Lynn Hall. And um, I guess I'm a been married 12 years, um, have twin boys, Zoltan Jr. and Jason. Um, so have about a decade of motherhood under my belt at this point. Um, and this is my mom, Barbara Lawson. Yes, I'm Barbara Lawson, Jerry Lynn's mother. And um, I have been married for 50 years. My children, I just thank the Lord for the way they turned out because I wasn't really born again when I first had them. Mm. And when I um, got born again and I learned about God, everything changed. Mm. And, and you, had, would, you had twins too. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that's, I mean, we're going to go into fun facts here because we're just going to ask some quick uh, short answer questions to you guys just to get to know you, to allow our listeners to get to know you a little bit better. But I do think like right out of the bat, like our first fun fact is that Barbara, you had twin girls, right? Jerry Lynn yeah. is one of them. And then she had twin boys. I, I just think that's fascinating and a super fun fact as we go into it. 
So you guys have this opportunity of of knowing what it's like to parent. Both of you know what it's like to parent two kids at the same time that are the same age. And not everybody has that experience. So that's a, that's a really fun fact. But here's a question for you guys. Um, Jerry Lynn, this one's for you. Uh, I often uh, look in the mirror and I'm in my fifties also just like Deb. And many times I look in the mirror and I, I literally see my mom looking back at me, you know, and I love it. I love it. I think that that is such a gift. And I, I, I write to my mom real quick and I say, oh my goodness, you are in the mirror looking right back at me, you know? And I know it's not just a physical resemblance that I'm seeing. I'm starting to see even more of her in me. And so when you look in the mirror, because I know this happens to all of us, and you see your mom looking back at you, <laughs> what is the one thing that catches your attention? Like, oh my goodness, when I'm living out my day or I look in the mirror, that's my mom. What is that one thing that Barbara does that that you see in you? It's probably the facial expressions. Um, <laughs> neither one of us can really hide um, what we're feeling. Our faces kind of <laughs> So, you know, happy, sad, upset, or like, who are you talking to? Like, I'll see my eyebrow raise up, like, you know, I'll smile kind of the same way. <laughs> but I'm definitely probably out of the daughters, the closest, you know, mirror <laughs> to my mom. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's great. I can see that too. I can see that too. <laughs> now, Barb, you raised Trent twins and now you are a grandma. What do they call you? What's your grandmom name? Are you a mom or grandmom and, and mom mom? You're all of it. Okay. <laughs> so you, you're a grandmom or a mom mom to these boys. I got to ask you a question because I didn't grow up with a twin. Did you ever get the girls confused or did they ever play a trick on you at all growing up? Oh, yeah. They tried. Well, not with me, but with their teacher. <laughs> uh, and their, and switched classes, oh. uh, but soon found out. <laughs> but and they were first born. I could tell them apart. Wow! And <laughs> and it was easier raising the twins than it was the the oldest. Hmm. Wow! Okay. They kind of entertained one another. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. That might be a whole nother podcast. <laughs> Really? Because <laughs> really? there's probably some people out there that have twins that are like, tell us about that. <laughs> you know, <laughs> give us some pointers. But that yeah. is so much fun. Um, I think that we're going to have a great conversation here as, as we hear from you guys with the, the wisdom that you've had over the years. Now, one of the things that we love, like I love numbers. I, everything I do is centered, seems to be centered around numbers and Debbie and her family, her mom and her dad, like they both love alliteration and I too love alliteration, but Deb's mom, when she was thinking about um, being on this podcast with us, she was asking the Lord how she should start. And God dropped um, a cup, quite a few words in her heart that all started with the letter T. And so we're going to go through some of these words that start with the letter T and it would be fun as we go through this to just hear what you guys think about these different words um, that God gave to Deb's heart and, and see what God gives, gives to you guys in response. Yeah. So these two T's that mom came up with is uh, time and trust. Mom said, these were the key terms, right? These were the key focuses in her mothering, how to, uh, it's going to take some time to build trust. And then Mom likes subtitles, right? She likes bullet points. And so the following that we're going to highlight and really just ask your your thoughts and your experience, 
how this played out in your specific family. Um, it developing time and time and trust in your relationship is going to need training. You're going to be doing some teaching, um, talking, uh, some travel and traditions. And then I love this one tag team. So these are the T's that, that we're going to be asking you just off the cuff. What do these words mean to you? So before we get into that, I think you need to have a goal. Uh, Barb, when you had children, Jerry Lynn, when you had children, uh, you start thinking about what's my goal? God, what is your plan for me as a mom, uh, as a couple? How do you want us to focus on raising our family? So if you think back, and Barb, I'm going to ask you the question first. What was your what was your desire? What was your goal? for your role as mom and for your kids. And then after you're done, Barbara, Jerry, you can just jump in. My greatest goal for um, my children is I wanted them to, to trust me. I wanted them to feel secure in telling me anything, whether they were right or wrong, and that they would not allow anyone else to put any kind of fear in them if they did something as say if you don't do this I'm going to tell your mother that you did such and such a thing because mm. I taught my children you always you can tell me anything I'm going to love you and if you're right I'll be with you and if you're wrong I'm going to let you know you're wrong and I did that because that's the way my mother raised me my mother told me that if you allow someone to get something on you, they will keep using you and using you and having you to do anything that they want you to do. Mm. And that, and you don't want that. And so that I would was able to tell my mother anything. And that's how I raised my children mm-hmm. to tell, tell me anything. It's really good. What do you think, Chair? I would say, I mean, I I definitely agree that, you know, trust is very important. Um, I would also say along with that, um, one of the things that, you know, we constantly talk to the boys about are just being good godly leaders. Mm -hmm. And, you know, how do you do that? I mean, I start with good because Kids can see and just have a, a natural inclination to know when something is good and something is bad, right? So to use that as kind of a starting point. So first, you want to be good because when you take the second O out of good, what what are, what's left? Yeah. The word. Look at you. <laughs> it's about being a good and a godly leader, and hopefully, in trying to emulate that as well. You know, not yeah. just with words, but in our behaviors mm-hmm. as well. Mm. That's awesome. I love that. I honestly, as many times as I've said, you're a good God, I'm not really sure I ever thought about the fact that if you take that O out, you've got the word God there and that that's really awesome. And we do, we do want our kids to be raised up as leaders. You know, yeah. we want them to be leaders for the kingdom of God. All right. So that, that really fills in the blanks for um, trust and, um, and then Jerry Lynn, with your goal too, if you want to speak to trust on this next one as well, but for both of you, how about the word time, um, when you're building a relationship and, and you're talking about your goals for your children, what does, um, what does time, how does time play out in your family or Barb, did it play out when you were raising, uh, your kids? What, what's significant about time in your story? 
when I gave my life to Jesus, that's when things changed. And I taught my children the word of God. I remember um, telling Jerry Lynn about God's love and how we're to love God. Uh, so my, and she looked at me, she said, mommy, she said, I love you more than I love God. And I told her, I said, no, darling, you can't do that. You must mm. love God you know, with all your heart. Mm. And, um, and I, I, my, I know that my, uh, the way that I started living when I got saved was so different than when I wasn't living uh, with the Lord. And I would teach them every morning, you know, uh, before they went out to school that we would stand around and hold hands and pray mm. and say certain scriptures uh, mm. like that. And um, every day, and it was great. And, and when here she would, I tell you, People would come, she would come running in the house sometime. Mom, mom, God, come here, you got to come outside. So and so needs prayer. And I'd be, have to go out in the neighborhood and pray with, you know, the people. That's that's one of the another way that it brought them up. Like mm. but you never knew what what was coming. Yeah, well, like, well, honestly, Barb, that is an investment in time. Everything that you just said, making time to hold hands and read the word before you go out for the day, making time for what your children think is important and where they see needs. So I'm seeing a lot of investment of time um, in raising your kids to know the Lord and modeling that for them. So I think that's that's really significant. I yeah. really that's a that's a really great answer. Thank you. How about you, Jer? Um, yeah, I, I think that time is, is pretty critical, um, like where we spend our attention and how much time we spend on our daily activities really will influence, um, how we make choices. So the boys right now, um, they do Bible reading every day in the morning. Um, sometimes they have questions, you know, or we'll ask them certain questions as they come up. Um, because we do, we want them to be able to not just, you know, read the word, but also have some understanding of what they're reading. So when you ask questions, you kind of better understand where they're coming from. Mm -hmm. And then you see how the scripture becomes more applied in their daily lives. Um, mm -hmm. One thing when they go out the door, when they're going to school, um, and this is something that my grandmother used to say to my mom, and then now I say to the kids is walk with the king and be a blessing. Like <laughs> God is with you the day. Mm -hmm. So you're making your choices. You want to make choices that are going to bless God and bless others. Mm -hmm. So um, definitely spending that time is very important. Um, we have family time um, as well. Like we want to make sure that we're showing the kids that they are important because, you know, we both work. So sometimes our attention can be divided at different times. Um, but usually when we have dinner time, we usually have dinner and then, you know, we talk about their day, we might watch a show, something like that. Um, but it's always interesting to hear like what's happened in their day, and what upset them or, or what made them happy. Mm -hmm. happy. So a lot of times that becomes like a training time too, just mm -hmm. in listening to what happened um, throughout their day and how they responded to things. 
you know, they say that you can tell a lot about a person's priorities by looking at their checkbook and their calendar, right? And so your kids are seeing that what's important to you from a calendaring standpoint is the word, right? And it's family. It's like, you need to just invest in each other. So, and they, and they're, you know, those boys are young. They're not going to sit there going, wow, I'm learning powerful lessons. Thank you for making <laughs> this a priority. But you know, you, you gleaned that from your mom and your dad, right? That going to church was important. These routines, the holding hands and praying, you took time to do it. You're taking time intentionally in a culture now that just puts kids in front of a TV. And so you're being really intentional and you're teaching that they just haven't figured out the power of that until maybe they're a little bit older. So I think that's great. And you, you uh, helped us segue into this next question there, Jer, where you were talking about the importance of the training or the teaching. Um, Just, I want you to think about, Jerry, we'll start with you. I'm saying that I have watched what you and Zoltan put on like YouTube, right? Some of the things that you are teaching those boys. And I've been watching for a couple of years as the boys get bigger and the, I've been impressed. I've, I was a kid's pastor for a lot of years and I've just really been impressed on the intentionality of how you've been teaching and training. I know they're important to you because you make a big deal about it. So what do those two words mean in your parenting? And then Barb, you can follow right after Jerry Lynn's done what training and teaching those two words meant in your parenting of your kids. So Jared, let's, let's hear what your thoughts are. Sure. Um, definitely. I think teaching and training kind of go hand in hand in hand. Um, teaching usually, you know, and training, it's going to happen, not just verbally, but it's going to happen by what's demonstrated. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, you've heard, uh, you know, like sometimes the, the saying like, um, do what I say and not what I do sometimes, mm-hmm. but it's amazing how kids are watching. Mm-hmm. Like they are listening. I mean, even when it comes down to having conversations, you know, if I'm on the phone, things that they hear, um, questions that might come up, just being mindful that kids are always learning. They're always taking in information. And so kind of how we respond. And even, even in, you know, Zoltan and me, like if we get in an argument, right, how, how are we handling it? Did we raise our voices? Did we, you know, kiss and make up? Like they are noticing every little thing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the part of the prayer is, you know, God, you know, like help me to be authentic, right? Because life is life. There's going to, Things are going to happen. Sometimes emotions can influence us, but we have to remember that we're in charge of how, how we respond to things, which is very, very important. Kids, mm-hmm. a lot of times if somebody says or does something that they don't like, how do they normally respond? They're going to either come back with something smart and savvy, or they might do a push or a shove, things like that. Um, so we try to make sure to tell them like, you have to, you know, think about the emotion, keep your hands to yourself, like basic things that you have to just kind of keep building on. So, you know, my prayer is that we can emulate that in a positive way. You know, there's times where, you know, we've made mistakes 
And we've had to literally like sit down and tell them, listen, you know, I've had to apologize and say, I'm sorry, mommy just yelled at you. Mm -hmm. Mommy didn't control herself. Like I let my emotions get the best of me and I'm sorry. So even down to things like that, it's, it's still teaching, it's still training. Mm -hmm. So hopefully I'll, I'll continue to get better because, you know, as kids (laughs) go through different ages, you notice like Mm -hmm. different things trigger certain responses. Things mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think, Barb? Thank God that the way that uh, Zoltan and Jerry Lynn are, are raising um, their children, um, to see both of them being involved, you know, both being in the word and praying together with the children and all. Well, I didn't have that for a while. And, but what I, I did my best. I tried to um, help them in the, in the word of God. And I would, uh, you know, tell them how to uh, treat people to be nice and be kind, that kind of thing. And uh, don't, don't envy or be jealous of anyone, but just, you know, be glad of, of who they are. And I just um, would would teach them um, the word. It wasn't very easy uh, for me, really. Um, I had to uh, trust in God's leading to, you know, help me to teach them um, because that's the way it was. And um, and I, I thank him to this day that they turned out that the way they are. And um, I taught them the importance of going to church and to uh, reading the word and listening to God themselves and that um, to be an example. And they did, even as young kids, they would, you know, talk to their friends and all and and tell mom, my mommy, she'll pray for you. My mom, this, that, the other. That was just about about the way that it went on for quite some time. But the Lord, it was with the Lord's help, people can trust in him to help them to raise their children as they seek him. And that, you know, the children will turn out okay. Some things change as they got older and, you know, the family, everyone walking with the, the Lord. And I'm proud and I have a great chance of talking with, um, you know, Terry Lynn as well. You know, she's doing very well with her children and I'm able to um, talk to the grandchildren and, you know, tell them about the the Lord as well. As a matter of fact, you remember Terry, I mean, Tahira, Debbie. Mm -hmm. Yep. Well, Tahira and Jayla both got baptized a couple of weeks ago. What a great feeling. Oh my goodness. That's awesome. Terry Lynn children got baptized, I guess maybe by two months. That was a prayer that I've been praying for years. Mm. Happened. And only thing is I can say is that God helped me to raise my children. And Mm. I am so thankful to this day that they are serving him. Yeah. Amen. You know, Barb, I think that that is so encouraging to moms who are listening. Uh, and I love what, what you've shared, like, um, 
you've shared about when you came to know the Lord, you, you know, you weren't a, a believer when you had your kids, but there's been this growing relationship with him that there was a moment where you decided to follow Jesus and things started to change. And, you know, for some of us who grew up in the church, like I grew up in the church, so I just always knew the, the stuff, right? Didn't mean I always lived it out and my relationship with Jesus has changed over the years, but, but that's not the case with everyone that we all grew up in the church. And so, so many people listening to this podcast today are encouraged by your story, right? You are somebody who made a choice after your children were born to follow Jesus, and so I love that. And then I'm, I'm also seeing as you're talking about training and I'm, I'm listening to Jerry Lynn and I've heard Jerry Lynn preach and I'm hearing that you're talking about the fact that you, you told them to go out like when they were hanging with their friends to bring them home if they needed something from Jesus. Like you were training up evangelists. Mm -hmm. You were training up uh, those who would do what Jesus said, go and make disciples, right? And, and baptize. So I just see that all of the teaching and training that you did was equipping uh, Jerry Lynn and Terry Lynn for what they needed to do, right? Now we see them living it out and they're equipping their kids. So I think that both of you are a tremendous example of training at home the next generation to go out and, and become followers of Jesus with their whole heart, soul, mind, and strength. I gave my heart to Jesus when I was seven because I was raised Catholic and I didn't know anything about being reborn again. I always loved God. Okay. At the age, can I tell you just about this? The age of four, wow. uh, the people who raised me had listened to uh, the gospel. I was four years old. And this preacher, I'll never forget it. He said, Jesus loves you. And I was only four years old and mm -hmm. tears out of my eyes. And I never forgot that Jesus loved mm -hmm. me and always loved God. But I was not living a Christian life. I thought I was okay, but I wasn't. You got serious about your faith mm -hmm. and you already had kids. But look mm -hmm. what happened with your daughters. They out of the gate had children and they were raising them mm -hmm. to love Jesus. Yeah. So it wasn't awesome. one of those, you know, like now I got to think about what do I do with my children? They were already prepared to raise their kids uh, in that, that love of Jesus. It didn't take yeah. a, a turning point for them. So yeah. I just think, you know, yeah. that next gen, you, your generation, you, you break some of the chains from the old generation and you, the blessing is that your kids started on a forward trajectory already in their walk. And now the grandbabies are that much further down that road of that path of blessing. Mm -hmm. And, and so as a mama, I think that's where the heavenly father looks at you and goes, yes, Barb. Yes. Thank you. Thank mm -hmm. you for making that choice because your generations following you, they don't realize it yet. Right. They don't really understand that importance of your decision to make that decision to follow Jesus with everything, but you have helped pave the way for godlier living, right. For all those generations coming. And so I just, I just thank you for doing that. I just really do. Cause you are the, the spiritual mom, mom, right. <laughs> that got the ball rolling. That's awesome. Yeah. Amen. There's just, there's been like a pattern of prayer, like mm -hmm. that been emulated from a very young age to pray, to pray. And I mean, even when, you know, like I had my backslidden moments and, you know, things, 
but I always knew that when something came up, I could mm-hmm. pray God would hear me. No matter what state I was, God loved me and he wanted what was best for me. Amen. And that pattern of prayer in our household, I think, set the stage for us to really learn and receive and get to know God on our own. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the things that like makes a mom's heart just grow so big is when you see your kids actually doing that and saying, oh, well, let's pray about that, you know, or let me, you know, I prayed for a friend today, like things like that, that it's just like, oh my God, thank you, Lord. Like it is sinking in. And I would say to, you know, moms with young kids, like, let them hear you pray because Mm. that pattern of prayer is something that will stick with them. And if they can emulate that, the power through prayer is just, it's amazing what can be done and the faith of a child, right? When they pray. So it encourages me to even, you know, hear my own kids pray. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Amen. I love that. And prayer is talking to God, right? And that's where we're actually <laughs> headed next with our teas. So I think that's part of our conversation. And I, the tea here isn't necessarily referencing talking to God, but when you are talking to God in front of your kids, I love what you just said. That is the most important talking that we should be having in front of our kids. Um, I only have one child. And so I only know how to, uh, you know, respond to her, uh, her conversation style. You guys both have two or more children, Barb, right? And so how does that, um, we all have, when we have multiple kids, they all have different personalities. And I think it's very interesting that with twins, twins have different personalities. How do you guys, uh, how do you, or did you Barb, uh, work that out? You know, what did your conversations look like when you're talking to kids with different personalities and that T that talking is so important in developing that trust that you want to have with your kids? Well, as far as I, I can remember, you know, they, they were pretty good children. It was not hard, you know, talking or teaching them. Um, I did have a time with uh, Terry Lynn at one time, not on behavior, but her learning and um, I was helping her with her homework. She it, um, and she couldn't uh, get it was spelling. And I remember telling her, giving her the scripture that Philippians four thirteen. I said, Terry Lynn, you can do all things through Jesus Christ, mm. who will give you the strength and help you to learn these words. And I was sitting at that table for. I know it was an hour, maybe almost two, and I was getting so tired, but I wouldn't give up. And finally, she learned those words and she learned to to spell them. Jerry Lynn has always been a a brain. (laughs) Her her schoolwork and everything was always, I guess it just, you know, came um, easy to her. And... um, with uh, Terry Lynn, I guess I know that the teacher one her teacher wanted to push her through. She was in the uh, first grade, and I knew that she didn't know enough to go into the second grade. But they had promoted her into the second grade. I went up there to ask, her and I told that teacher, "No, she cannot go into the second grade 
I said, if she cannot do the first grade work, how is she going to be able to do the second grade work? Mm-hmm. No, she has to stay back. And it, the teacher told me she didn't think that was a good idea. I said, well, I think it's a good idea. But do you know when that school year ended, it, it, you know what that teacher came up and said to me? She said, you were right. Oh, wow. Behind that one year. And I, and I would say this to parents. Um, don't let the teachers push your child through school and they're not knowing, you know, if they can't do one grade of work or have a a problem with their schoolwork, don't let, let the teachers just shove them on and you go and you talk to those teachers and you Mm -hmm. tell them that if the child can't do this or do that, that they will just have to uh, stay back. And, and to discipline them, you know, some of the uh, school teachers today, they, they let the children, they fight and you see them fighting in their classrooms and all that kind of stuff. Well, when mine were in school and uh, my Terry Lynn had gotten um, jumped and I had to go up there to the school and I told them about it. I said, listen, I said, you have to do something about this. I said, this is not right. And I told him, I said, and if you can't control these children up here, I will have the law to come up here to help you. And do you know, there was never any more trouble. We have to speak up for our Mm -hmm. children to protect our children. We can't allow people that are teaching our children things that are not godly, we cannot allow them to push them on our children. We have to continue to, to teach, teach your children what thus saith the Lord and what's right and what's wrong. Mm. And don't let them um, have their way with mm. our, their, our children, the children that God has put in our possession for us to take care of them, not them. Yeah. So really, I hear you referencing the fact that you're talking on your kid's behalf, right? Talking, talking in order to take care of your kids, you know, so you're using your words to really stand up for them and be an advocate for your children, which I really think is very important. Kids need All the more today, right? Mm -hmm. And then how about you, uh, Jerry? Um, I would definitely agree with advocacy, Um, you know, talking, being working together, you know, with the teachers. Um, And then also probably just providing a space for genuine dialogue um, between you and your kids. I mean, something as simple as, you know, what interesting happened during your day today. You'll be surprised what your kids may want to share with you. Um, I mean, there are things that have come up, you know, around, you know, sexuality Um, kids doing, you know, certain motions and things in school that we didn't find out about. We only found out because we asked, like, what happened in your day today? Um, And then being able to talk through some of the questions that they have, you know, kids are nowadays, they're exposed to a lot more, Mm -hmm. I think, than when we were growing up. Um, But to be able to have just an open conversation to where they can talk about whatever whatever it is, whether they think it's something right or wrong, mm-hmm. and 
typically they're going to ask, you know, like, well, what do you think about this mommy? Or what do you think about this daddy? And then we can talk mm-hmm. through some of the issues and the things that they're seeing and including some of the things that may conflict with what the Bible has to say. Mm-hmm. So that's where we can then tie things back to the Bible lessons that they're learning, mm-hmm. tie things back to, you know, prayer changes things. Um, so definitely providing a, a open forum, I guess, for kids to be able to express themselves is very important. Mm-hmm. And then the last thing I would say would be around consistency. Um, you know, when we are setting boundaries and things, when we're having conversations to make sure that we're consistent. And that's an area where, you know, Zoltan is definitely very strong in that area. Um, I, I have to be better because as kids get older, they want to try to, you know, pit you against each other. And this is where not just talking with the kids, but talking with the spouse about, okay, well, what did you tell them or asking mm-hmm. them? Well, what did your father say? Mm-hmm. Um, so that they're not just getting things that they want. So mm-hmm. the talking and the communication is definitely very important, I think, um, when teaching and training and also just for overall peace in your in your home too Mm -hmm. because you know talking can be positive and talking can you know can be negative so Mm -hmm. (laughs) i want to make sure we're having good conversations and that we're continuing on an environment that will still bring peace in the house Mm -hmm. such good stuff Mm -hmm. it's again it comes back to being intentional being very intentional on these things the the next two t's um i kind of I know that the word travel meant a lot to my mom because of traveling to a specific vacation that had a tradition to it and travel was important to her because my sister has always lived um, at least eight to 10 hours away. And Mm -hmm. so travel was a big deal, right? For our family. But I don't know, does that word travel uh, register with you guys in terms of that's something important in your parenting? But I think one that certainly applies to everybody is keeping of traditions. Uh, traditions in the family. So Jerry Lynn, um, either either one of those words or, or both of them, what strikes you about travel or traditions? And then Barb, you can, you can chase right after Jerry Lynn's done. Definitely. um, I think travel is, is important. Um, It's been kind of strange having Terry Lynn far away. Um, Mm -hmm. I, I got to get it on the, on the other end because I had moved and was gone for a while. Um, but travel is definitely important to me. I think that we need to travel and visit with our families. Um, I know we're in an age of, you know, technology. We do a lot of Zoom um, calls and things like that. But it's nothing like being in person mm-hmm. um, with our family. So you know, we've made trips, we've gone, you know, to Atlanta several times. Um, the boys and I were just there in, in November. Um, they get to spend time with their cousins, um, you know, play games together. Um, you know, we've gotten to cook together, you know, like women, I mean, I guess some men like to cook too. I don't want to, you know, say the wrong thing here, but a lot of times, like a lot of conversations come up when you're cooking you know, and you're talking and you're kind of sharing just what's been going on and it's like real time. Um, so definitely travel is very important. Um, we do family vacations, um, you know, every year as well. 
so that, you know, we're getting in some fun time too, because, you know, school, Mm -hmm. you know, work, there's, there's things that, you know, take energy, but you also want to have, have fun time. You, you work hard and you play hard. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that's definitely um, very important for us as well. And we have a family vacation coming up um, in July and uh, with actually Terry Lynn and her family as well. Too fun. Oh yeah. So uh, the memories too, that you create, I mean, you don't get time back. Like you're never going to get it back. So, you know, you want to be, you want to make the most of your time, you know, with your family um, and creating those memories. because you just, you never know what's going, what's going to happen. So I know I definitely cherish the time with mom too. Um, like this isn't technically like really travel, travel, but just running errands together. You know what I mean? Like in the car, you know, getting groceries, but going to the mall, um, just time in the car where it's just the two of us, um, too. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's just precious, um, to me and he, you know, so I guess I'll, I'll stop there and go to you, mom. <laughs> yeah. Well, we uh, used to always take uh, trips to Virginia Beach every year. They, they were kind of small then. Um, you know, how, how, I don't remember back, but we would do it every year and go to Rock Church. We <laughs> loved to go to Rock Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. That was our trip. Um, because I didn't get to really go many places when, um, you know, they were real small and everything like that. I was mostly home with the children all, all the time. But we did get to go on to our rock church. And I think the, the biggest trip that we uh, had uh, taken was uh, when we went to uh, Barbados. That mm. was much fun. So much fun. And we were going to go to this. Let me tell you, we were going to go to this luau, okay, this pig roast. And we were looking forward to it. Now, we're so happy. But you know what? God had a plan in that. He said, and was saying, no, 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 you're not going to that. Because it began to rain, the rain came pouring down so and we we couldn't go anywhere (laughs) exactly what would have taken place there all I know is that we didn't get to go there but it was fun and like Jerry Lynn says we go uh shopping together food shopping and you know what she we always get into it a little bit at the cash register she will never let me pay for my own food and I will ask the cashiers, please don't don't let her do it. And they always take her side. And you know what she says, Mom, didn't you raise us? Didn't you take care of us? You you did so much, but now it's our turn to do for you. And didn't you take care of your mother and all this? I said, yes, Jerry Lynn. And, and they look at me and look at her and they, like they listen to me they she she wins all the time and and it it, and as I begin but it used to hurt my feelings because I was thinking I said here she is you know and she has the children and I don't want her to be spending her money on me when you know I could get my own groceries but she she doesn't hear of it and Terry Lynn she would send me money and and things like that and we talked 
every day on the phone because Terry Lynn wasn't working, whereas Jerry Lynn works and Michelle's in, in Philadelphia. And um, Terry Lynn and I, we, we pray a lot on the phone and we, we discuss a lot of things and um, it's just beautiful. I thank God for my family. Now mm-hmm. I have my Michael still hasn't yet come to the Lord, but he knows Jesus and he's not ashamed to tell anybody about Jesus. Mm-hmm. That's, I know uh, the Lord is working on him and I just know that um, God is just watching over him because he has, I don't know what happened to him, but he's still out there and on the streets, like, you know, but you know, God is taking care of him. And the Lord reminded me, and as a matter of fact, told me to tell you this, when um, this boy, um, I guess he was about 16 years old, was with some friends and um, they must have had been drinking and everything. And the boy was so drunk that he fell like, like in like, right in our back, like in the uh, outside. And his friends just left him lying in the street. And so I went out there and I got him because I thought if that was my son, I would want someone to bring my son in. And I took him in and um, I got him up on the sofa and I called Mom Midge and I told her what had happened. And Mom Midge was kind of upset. Bobby, you shouldn't maybe, dear, you shouldn't have done that because you don't know what. I said, it'll be all right, Mom Midge. It'll be okay. And so uh, long story short, he woke up and I got him to call his mother. Oh, and before she got there, I, I ministered to this young man and he received Jesus as his mm, Savior. Mm. Um, wow. Mother, I told his mother she was very upset with me. She did not like it, but it was too late, you know, <laughs> done. And so the way my son is living on the street now, you know what? People are taking care of him. They are helping him. And he he goes around and he cleans their yards and all that. And when he people have even called the ambulance for him when needed, you know, mm. he just that's all right, but God, but, but God, and he will, he, he loves the Lord. And I am so glad that that stuck in him because even when he, that he told the people at church, his uh, schoolmates, when Jesus came to my house, it made all the difference. Mm. He went to school witnessing, but he got mixed up in the wrong crowd. But I want to tell everybody out there, if you trust in Jesus, trust him with everything, but you can trust him. He, he t- asks us to trust him. He, he's with all your children and you and us at all times. He said he would never leave us nor forsake us. And it's true, people. Trust your children unto the Lord and yourself as well. Um, because God says, what he says and he's faithful and he's true and he does what he says he will do. And I'm a witness to that. Guys, we, um, we could not be more grateful for all of the wisdom and the conversation that we've had with you all. Um, if we were to say, uh, what is your very final thought as we wrap up tonight, 
just one sentence or two sentences, what's your final thought? How would you encourage uh, mothers, daughters out there, um, given what was just shared? What would be your last thing to say as we sign off today um, from our time together? Take interest in your children. Find out what they are learning in school. Find out what they are doing. And when they bring company into your homes, check them out. Check them out. See what kind of people that they are. If you really want your children hanging around uh, with them or, uh, or be able to give them the advice, you be careful with so-and-so and uh, you don't have to do everything that, that they do. I love that. Keep an eye on who your kids hang out with. Keep an eye on what they're doing. Absolutely. That is one of our jobs as a moms. I love that. Thanks, Barb. Um, I think I would say like, just, just keep a positive outlook, you know, like no matter what things may look like, you know, like it always comes to my mind that the sun is always shining above the clouds. So Mm -hmm. even when your kids are acting out, maybe they're, you know, not showing, um, the behaviors that they should, um, the sun is still, it's still shining out there. It doesn't mean that, you know, you're not a good mom. Um, don't beat yourself up. Um, you know, like mom said, keep trusting, trusting in God, like your children belong to God first. Amen. Then they belong to you. Mm -hmm. So be encouraged and know that God is working on them, you know, even when it doesn't look like it. Right. So So, amen. your hard work, not in vain. You know, don't. <laughs> Amen. I love it. I love it so much. You guys are amazing. You guys are just um, such an amazing example of doing life together uh, with Jesus at the front in your relationship. And uh, I mean, I've like it's fun watching from the sidelines, watching your kids turn out. And and Barb, I'll tell you what, you are a consistent um, message bearer of faith. And when you said, but God, I think I've heard you say that a hundred times, but God, no matter what the circumstance, but God, and what a thing to hold on to. So I'm like, man, if Barb was going to say one thing about parenting, I think it would be, but God, because (laughs) it makes up for all the areas that we struggle with and, you know, the kid, the areas, our kids take detours. So, I mean, that's my, that's my, in my heart, the Barb Lawson, you know, (laughs) phrase is the, but God, but you know what we are going to. Uh, close out the month of May. That's hard to believe that we've had these phenomenal testimonies of these moms and daughters. And Laura, we know what June is, right? It's Father's Day. And so we are super excited in the month of June. We're bringing in some dads and getting their perspective on the heart of the father. And I believe that we're going to get to hear from your other half. I'm going to say you're the best half, right? Isn't that what I should say, Gerilyn? But we're going to get to hear from Zoltan, He's a great dad. Yes. <laughs> he is a great dad. So we got a yep. couple other fathers going to come along, um, which I'm so excited about. So as you guys are sharing the podcast with your friends, um, go back and think of some moms that you could encourage by sending a link for our Beyond the Building podcast and then get ready for a powerful month of June. But we just want to thank you one last time for joining us today. Uh, We pray for you guys. We love you. And we thank you so much for being part of this Beyond the Building community. God bless you guys. We believe that God will use what was shared to encourage you as you step into the more that he has prepared for you today. Thank you for joining us. Until next time, remember, you were created for more.